Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the two in a row wins, Cincinnati Bengals. Now, this show and every show is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys, you found the show. As always, do me a favor, smash that thumbs up, hit that like and subscribe button, hit the notification bell so every time I go live, you guys will be notified. I am up to 781 subscribers. That is awesome. I thank each and every one of you. This has been a great year so far as far as me adding subscribers. Now, the Bengals, they won. Over to Texas, 37-31. And some, not all Bengal fans are happy because we went for the third pick to potentially the fifth pick. And potentially we'll not be able to draft Pino Sewell. You know what I say? So what? As the great Herm Edwards says, you play to win the game. Anyway, the draft is five months away, people. Five. It's December. It's May 5th. May 1st. I'll get it right. May 1st. In Cleveland, a lot of stuff can happen between now and then. Guys can move up. Guys can move down. We could draft another offensive lineman who actually turns out to be better than Sewell. I mean, it happens. I mean, just because we may not get Sewell doesn't mean it's the end of the world. We can sign free agents because, I don't know if you guys remember last year, the Bengals signed a ton of free agents. So, I think the Bengals are going to attack the offseason this year like they did last year. But this year, they're going to go after the offensive line. So, there's lots of stuff that can happen. Everybody just needs to calm down. And the thing is, just think, just I think it's a long shot, but just think if the Bengals beat the Ratbirds and we end the season on a three-game winning streak, we use that momentum rolling into next year, rolling into Joe Burrow coming back day one, rolling into hopefully a new offensive line. You know, lots of stuff could happen. So don't get your panties in a bunch that we may not get too well because we might get somebody better. We might get a free agent that's better. And if you sign a free agent, then you already know he can do it. The draft is a draft. You don't know what's going to happen. You can draft him, and he might be a bust. I have no idea. The Bengals have done that a lot with their offensive line draft picks here. So, anyway, moving on. This week is bowl week, bowl championship week. You got the Cincinnati Bearcats versus the Georgia Bulldogs. Now, I was pretty confident that the Bearcats would give Georgia a good game. And I've gotten blown up by Georgia fans. I had one guy call me dumb. I said, if I'm so dumb, join me on the show live at 530 right now. Live video chats on the chat up top. You know, you guys know where they're at. You guys can come on and join the show. And I said, come tell me how dumb I am. I seriously doubt he's going to. But Georgia is going to have at least eight players opt out because they're all planning on going to the NFL draft, which I don't blame them. Now, one thing about Georgia fans that's driving me nuts. You guys act like you are the blue bloods of college football. You haven't won a national championship since, what, 81, 82? I mean, come on. You're not Alabama. Hell, you're not even Florida. Yes, you play in the SEC. Yes, you're a very good program. But you are beatable. I'm not saying we're going to. I'm saying we can. And you're only favored by six and a half points. So don't come at me and say, you guys have no shot at being with us. Blah, blah, blah. Like, come on. Let's be real. We got a shot. Now, we got Clemson and Ohio State. Now, this one is obviously a big one because the winner goes on to the championship game. Unfortunately, Clemson is favored by seven and a half points. I am a Buckeye fan. Um, I don't feel very good about this game. I'll bring in my boy Jeremy D here pretty soon, and he can 
give his thoughts on it. Now we got some red new, Reds news. Everyone wants to know what's going on with Trevor Bauer. And unfortunately, like I've said on uh, lots of shows, it does not look like the Reds are going to be able to sign him. Uh, looks like he's deciding between the Mets or the Angels. I would love to sign him, but I doubt they're going to be able to uh, afford him. Jeremy D, long time no see. What's up, brother? What's going on, man? Just uh, well, trying to catch my breath. Yeah, I heard you had a, a little uh, dog incident <laughs> before the show started. <laughs> yeah, uh, as you know, Jeff, I <laughs> have a very large Great Dane. Yes. And then I have another Great Dane that is a rescue runt. Had heartworms, had her eye taken out, all kinds of issues. $4,000 later, Ooh. I get home today. I see my dog sticking his head out of a board. I knew he broke because he's big <laughs> enough to do it. She, she couldn't do it. Got his head stuck. <laughs> and she wasn't back there. So I look, I jump up over the fence and kind of look, and I can see her racing across the back. I, so here I go, chasing after her. And it's the most I've ran in 10 years. I, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. Uh, you sounded like it when you, you were calling me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was hoping that wasn't going to be part of the show, but yeah. Um, <laughs> it was too funny of a story not to. It was too funny of a story not to. Man, it was killer. But I am here, and she is back home where she should be, and all is well. And she got a little spanking, and maybe next time she won't run as fast. I have to tell. I have to tell all the viewers about the the, the voicemail I got. This was it. It's hey, Jeff. It's Jeremy. My stupid dog just got out of the fence, Whew, and I had to go chase him all over the yard. I damn near shot the dog. Whew, I think I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> That's what she sounded like. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I had to give you some crap for that because I thought it was kind of funny. That's the truth. I don't know. Out of breath. Hey, I can't make fun of you. We did some stupid TikToks over the weekend. We did a dance off one i was i was breathing heavy after that thing so <laughs> yeah 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 I, i'm still reeling i can still feel my blood pressure going okay it's time to come time <laughs> right. to slow it down a little bit you, too much <laughs> yep exactly all right we got a couple comments here let's let's get to them here That's right. uh titus the number one pick of the 2021 this is that Bengals select chase roberts Seaver, LSU. You mean Jamar Chase? Oh, Jamar Chase. I missed the word. Jamar Chase. Yeah. Yeah. That, that could be a possibility that they could. Yeah. Select. I mean, I, to me, look, I'll put it to you this way. Fields and Lawrence are going, or Lawrence and Fields are going one-two. I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that the Jets are going to take Fields just because I don't think the NFL does not wait on quarterbacks. They gave Donald, Sam Donald, Four years, three years, however long they gave him. He's had two different coaches. He hasn't worked out. It's New York. They want the new shiny toy, and they can't take a chance of some other team drafting fields and him hitting. And they go, all the Jets fans go, why did you draft this guy when we could have had the quarterback? So I don't think there's a chance of hell the Jets pass him up. Now, you got uh, you got Chase. You got Pitt from uh, Florida. There's a couple other guys. Things could happen. There's other lots of offensive weapons that are coming out in this draft that other teams could draft and not draft too well. There's also a lot of offensive linemen in this draft. So the Bengals could, I don't know, 
Here's an idea. Trade down. <laughs> Get more picks. Draft the second best offensive lineman, offensive tackle in the, in the in the draft. There's lots of things they can do. They can sign free agents. Like I said, there's all kinds of stuff they can do. What's your thoughts, yeah. sir, Jeremy? Yeah, well, you know, I, I'm I'm completely with you on 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 the draft. I mean, it is, you know, four months away, and fact five. of the matter is, May five. Yeah, I mean, fact of the matter is, it doesn't matter to me. Um, if Swell's gone, that's not the end of the world, Bengal fans. I just want to let you guys know. <laughs> Um, if we take Jamar Chase, that's a luxury pick. And then we've got the second, third, fourth round. After you get past that, like I said, the waters get a little choppy. But whatever we don't fill in the draft, we're going to fill in free agency. So there's no reason to be worried or scared to death that we're not going to get the one guy that everybody thought we would get just because that's what the analysis, that's what the ESPN analysis told you. Um, either way, it's going to be fixed. And I really like the look of Quentin Spain and Ciafilo, um, along with Jonah Williams and Hopkins. I don't see, yeah. I don't see us needing a ton anymore. I still see us needing, but not like I did before we got Spain and Ciafilo came back. Right. Uh, the thing is, the, uh, a lot of people said that I thought Spain played good too, but like I guess I go by the eye, eye, eye test, and I think Spain and Ciafilo. Played really well. You could tell by the way the Bengals were running. They were running right behind them. But uh, Pro Football Focus gave uh, Spain a 57.4 uh, grade. So they didn't think he did all that well. But, you know, what, what do they know? <laughs> I'm just going by what I saw. And I know people in Bengals Nation are like, where was this running, you know, all year? I'm like, well, this is one of the first times they had back-to-back the same offensive line. And Spain wasn't even on the team. At the beginning of the year. And Suell played the first game of the year, and then he got injured, and then he came back. So, I mean, I think Suell was supposed to – or Surf – I keep Suell saying Suell. Surflo, however the heck you say his name. I think he was supposed to be one of our starting guards to begin with. So, I, I'm not – by no means am I saying it's fixed. I'm not saying it's fixed. we got to get a tackle. I would mind drafting another guard, you know. But it, these guys are good, and if you get better players than they can be backups, that's a win-win. For us, so we got our yep. first uh, first video chat. One of our P one guys, the natural. What's going on, natural? What up, what up, Natty? Going good, good. What, what's up, man? I mean, I had to be honest. I'm still not sold on Taylor. You know, the, these last two wins are nice, but uh, as I always say, uh, you don't build momentum at the end of the season. You build it at the beginning of the season when it actually matters. Well, you know, I agree with you, but let's be honest. I don't think any Bengals fan think Mike Brown is going to fire Zach Taylor now. I don't think there's a chance in hell he's getting fired. So I agree with you, but I think he's here. And honestly, I, I have a bad feeling they're not changing anything. I mean, which I think they should change something on the coaching staff. But I'm just saying, you in the season with three wins in a row, I mean, how many times does Marvin Lewis do it? And then the next year – you know, we made – I mean, most times the next year we made the playoffs or had a good run. So, I, I mean, Mike Brown – I'm just going by what, what Mike Brown usually does. Go ahead, Jerry. What, what do you got? Well, I was just going to tell you, man, I, you know, I agree because it reminds me a lot of the Marvin Lewis era. You know, um, once we got past our playoff times, I guess you could call them, um, you know, after that it was, all right, we've won two games this year. It's week 14. He's gone. He's gone. He's done. Yeah. 
Well, Bengals come out, win the last two. Right. Against Steelers, Ravens, knock the Ravens out of the playoffs. Uh, oh, well, they still love oh. him. They still respect Marvin Lewis. They, they're, you know, oh, we, we got to bring him back next year. And it went on and on and on a little bit too long. And that's the only thing that worries me a little mm-hmm. bit about Taylor. But no matter what, next year we will have a, the talent. We will have Burrow, hopefully first game. And there will be absolutely no excuses. But I will tell you this really quick. If they do not get rid of Zach Taylor, Lou got to go, Armadillo, he's we've got to let him leave. I mean – Yeah, I agree with you on that. But I, like I said, the way the defense is playing, I, I but, hope he's rising and keeps everybody. But, I mean, Just my God, saying. look how we played this, this week, though, against a horrible team. 324 yards for Watson. Duke Johnson – had 100 and almost 130 yards and a touchdown on 12 yeah. carries. Yeah, they had uh, their total for they had 17 rushes total and for 166 yards on us. Exactly. So, I mean, it wasn't like our defense shut them down. <laughs> no. I mean, neither one it of the defenses really shut them down. So it wasn't pretty. And Cooks had seven catches for 141 yards. And a touchdown. I mean, you just cannot give that up. I mean, them are when you start playing against teams like the Chiefs and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, we can't have off and on days with the defense and think we're going to be winners. What do you think, Natty? I agree. I mean, personally speaking, I mean, I don't really think you need an elite defense. I think you need a defense that can get you some stops and turnovers and then give the ball to Joe Burrow so he can go put up points. And that's, I think, how you're going to win. But uh, th- this season, this last season, I don't think we could have put up enough points because the offensive line was just so bad. Oh. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, but like I said, the thing is, I, I don't think – I still don't think the Bengals are that far away from – I won't say making the playoffs, but at least contending for it. The, pro- the problem is that the Ratbirds and the Browns and the Squealers are really good. <laughs> so, like I always said, we are in, I think, the, the toughest division – in football. So, but it's not, it's not inconceivable. I mean, you get that offensive line fixed and you bring back, just bring back all the guys that were injured. That did when you DJ reader, Trey Waynes, all these guys that are, that are hurt next year, our defense is going to be better. So I agree with what you're saying. Uh, Natty, if, if our, our defense doesn't have to be stellar, it's just gotta be good enough to keep us in the games. We get that offensive line. We give Joe Burrow time to throw the ball and give Joe Mixon time and holes to run through like they had yesterday. Because that was the thing. If you look at they had holes to run through. I mean, I haven't seen a Bengals offensive line blow open holes like that in a while. Yep. Six years, maybe? Five years? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been a while. I mean, that, that, that game's an offensive line. They, they play good. I mean, I, I hope it's not fool's gold. I mean, I, I don't think it is. But, I mean, because they played like that against the Steelers, too. And the Steelers are a playoff team. They, yeah. they ran on the Steelers. I mean, that was basically our offense was run. I mean, I know Finley ran most of it, but still, they still ran the ball a lot on them. So, yeah, and and I also think you know you can look at this line and say, well, there's two guys that are playing tackle right now that will be backups most likely next year, and that's okay. I think we're finding out now that Bobby Hart and Fred Johnson when he's not playing guard beside him for some reason that's that blows my mind, but how different they are when they're playing tackle 
or when we bring in Fred Johnson and put him at guard beside Hart. Fred Johnson can't play guard. He should never play guard again. If they ever put him in, he's no. attacked. That's he's he's, he's no good at guard. And, and, and he did well. He did he did okay. Um, but he's backup material. When it comes to Burrow, you know, Burrow's my yeah. He he's my little chest of gold. I just you know we're um or Gollum's ring. I don't know if anybody watched Lord of the Rings. I've never been into it, but I know there's the ring and Gollum had nerd to alert. Nerd my alert. My precious. That guy right there. <laughs> <laughs> I think but, the problem with Fred Johnson is uh, he's too big to be a guard, man. He doesn't have the bend. He doesn't no. have the leverage to be able to play guard. That's probably why he got beat so badly because he's a big boy. You can't put him in at guard. He's like 6'7", six, 6'8", six, man. You, he's better off at the tackle position because at least oh, then yeah. he can he's block proven that. Yeah, he's proven that in the games where he's played guard. He's awful. He's, he's awful at guard. He's a tackle. I think it's – I think it's also the same thing with uh, Michael Jordan that he's like six six through twenty three twenty, but he can't bend like he doesn't have enough like anch- he can't anchor properly, and that's why he always gets blown back. Yep, yeah. it's all about leverage, man. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I, I think Suell and and uh, Spain they I keep saying Suell, <laughs> Serfilia, Serflo, whatever the hell his name is. Uh, I think those two are all right now our best options at guard. But like I said, I still want to draft a tackle. Or sign them, a guard. Or attack. I think we need to get a tackle on the guard just in the offseason. And, yeah, that, I mean, like, that is if he if, – if he's going to play. I think he opted out this year. I think he did. I don't remember. But I, mean, I know somebody, somebody put a, a list of the free agents, offensive linemen who changed teams last year. There's going to be free agents. There's going to be guys the Bengals can get. For some reason, they didn't go after them last year. They're going to go after him this year. I guarantee you there's too much noise from the fan base to not do it. That's exactly I right, I, I think. Now, go, go ahead, Natural. Go ahead, man. I, I was going to say, I heard uh, – I was. I don't know who it was. Uh, I think it was uh, Lockdown Bengals or somebody said that uh, they heard or was that the front office was, was going to address the offensive line. But Taylor and Turner told them essentially, no, they have it. They're fine. Now I don't well, know if that's true or not. I've heard that. I don't know if that's true, but well, I think that we know that Turner Turner said that. Turner said that at the beginning of the year. Jeremy Jeremy said that earlier this year that that, that Turner talked Taylor in to keeping the offensive line the same, the way it is. That's why I think Turner should be fired because of that right there. I don't give a crap what the offensive line's doing now for you to think that that offensive line was good enough to protect the number one overall pick when a guy like me who just has a YouTube show told you <laughs> we need to fit, we need to get a tackle or, or something, you know, that, so if, I, if I knew it, they should have known it. Exactly. And that, and that's the sad thing, you know, um, he should be held responsible for what he done. Now Taylor, you know, accepted it and went with it. So what happens there? I'm guessing nothing especially if we would – it'd be just like us to go ahead and win three games at the end of the year and beat, well, <laughs> beat the Ravens if, if, next if we week. Beat, if we beat the Ratbirds, I mean, they, the Bengals are going to be very motivated motivated to beat the Ratbirds. And if they beat them, I think they'll, oh, there's a very good chance they'll knock them out of the playoffs. So I don't think the Bengals are going to have any issues of trying to get up for this game. Now, if they can beat them, that's a whole other thing. But the way they played the last two weeks – I'm not saying they're going to, but I think they – I wouldn't think we're going to give a shot, you know, three weeks ago. Like, yeah, we're going to lose all these games. 
I think we got a shot. I mean, I don't know. Crazier things will happen. We'll, you know, we'll see. Yeah, you slept through the Pittsburgh game for crying out loud. <laughs> I, the whole thing. I woke up by halftime. I, shoot, I thought they were going to get crushed. But I was wrong. Thanks to my boy. He woke me up. So. <laughs> Anything else natural? I was going to say, uh, you think we're going to go that uh, through that thing with Taylor where, you know, hypothetically speaking, let's say we start off the season uh, like again like we did this year. And then in the final three to four weeks, we're going to start uh, winning some games and consecutively. You think we're going to go through that again next year? I hope uh, not. I could picture Taylor being brought back a third, uh, a fourth year. No, no, this no, I don't know. I don't see, no. If he, does, if we have our season like this now, Zach's Zach will be gone. I, I, I don't think they'll go three years. The, th- the one thing I can say is, look, this is one thing I brought up on past shows. If you guys remember, uh, I don't know, 2009, I think, um, Joe, uh, Carson Palmer said he's going to retire, don't want to play for the Bengals, and then uh, Mike Brown and, and Marvin Lewis had that god awful uncomfortable press conference saying Marvin's coming back because everybody wanted Marvin gone, you know, which you know, I thought it was time for him to go myself included. And Mike's like, Nope, we're keeping him. We're staying the same thing. I'm like, how in the hell are you going to stay the same course? You got a quarterback who's quitting on you. You know, you got all this stuff going on. Chad wanted to be traded. Everything was going on. Well, then they turn around, they draft AJ Green, they draft Andy Dalton, and they go to five straight playoffs. So I keep looking at it as that. Now this, I think is a better situation than that one was. Because we that that team was in shambles. This team, I, I've said it before. I I just think they are still with Zach Taylor. I know it's pride and they want to win. Like I said, Herm Edwards said you play to win the game. But there's been t- teams where they're like, this coach don't know what the hell he's talking about. I'm not. You know, this is dumb. I'm not doing any of this crap. You know. And I don't see that on the Bengals. So I, I think there's a good chance that this could roll into something next year with the momentum we got with fixing the offensive line with Joe coming back and, you know, what do I know? But we'll see. Yeah. You know, and as I've said too, there's going to be no excuse next year. And I don't care if it's Zach Taylor, if it's the enemy, if it's Zimmer, whoever might be out there and whoever we might take, if it's not Taylor, I do, like I said earlier, I feel like this is a repeat of the Marvin Lewis era and it's starting, but Next year, with the draft and free agency, the line taken care of, the defensive line taken care of, our guys getting healthy, I don't believe there will be an excuse. And I don't care who the coach is, there will need to be a lot of games won next year. Yes. Period. All right. On that note, natural, I'm going to let you go because we got another person waiting in the waiting room. But as always, I enjoy the conversation. Thanks for having me, guys. See you later. Thanks, Natty. All right, let's uh, bring in Thomas Connor. Can you What's hear up, me? Thomas? What's going on? Yes, sir. I can yeah, hear you. What's going on? All right. I, I think we need a fire, Zach. I, I, I'm just worried that the, the front office is just like, – like he just said, if we went two or three next year, they're going to be like, oh, well, you know, he did good. Let's just bring him back. Yeah, I, I, I don't – uh, next year, I don't think there's any excuse. I mean, if they, I don't think they're going to fire him. I mean, I've, I've said, I don't know how many times you've watched the show before. I've said, me and Jerry both are agreement. Uh, Zach should be fired. You know, it was four wins in two years. Back when he had two wins, is isn't good enough. Now he's at, what, six wins in two years. Still not good enough. I don't think they're going to. <laughs> but I do also think if we go through another season like this, 
I don't see how Mike Brown cannot fire him if we go through another season like this. I don't. I honestly, I really, the talent, the talent is there on this team. If they fix the offensive line, Joe Burrow comes back, and we don't have twenty five freaking injuries like we had this year. You know, I think it's gonna be a better year because you guys gotta remember, there's a lot of games we were in that we were in in the majority of these games when Joe Burrow was playing. We just couldn't finish, and for some reason now we are finishing. You know, we're not missing these tackles. You know, I mean. I said this for Josh Bynes would, would have a guy in the backfield and he'd miss him. He's not doing that now. Why is that happening? I have no idea. Why didn't it happen at the beginning of the year? Again, I don't know, but it's happening now. So the thing is, hopefully they can use this momentum to go forward because they're not firing Zach. I mean, just gotta we all got to just come to that grip that Mike Brown is not going to fire him. Maybe I think if they go through this next year, then, yeah, he should be fired. I mean, I think he should be fired now. but Yeah, that's where I'm at with it. If – you know, there's no excuses next year, period. Um, you know, I look back to the beginning of the year when everybody was healthy and we had Burrow, even though Burrow was young and, you know, it was his first NFL start, second NFL start, third, all the way up till he got hurt. Uh, we had all that talent and you could tell we were the more talented team, but we weren't winning games. And that's what scared me about Zach Taylor. Now you bring in Finley last week, you you make a couple really great calls. I'll give him credit where credit is due. He made a couple great calls in that Steeler game, um, mainly running Finley the way he did because the Steelers were not looking for they, that at they all. Couldn't figure, they couldn't figure it out for some reason. I have no right. idea why this – he was going to figure out Finley had the ball. But. Yeah, and he, and he runs about as fast as, as an offensive lineman. So, you know, he's going down or the field. as fast as you were chasing your dog. Oh, yeah, probably. Not. <laughs> I may have been a little bit faster, but anyway, um, trying to get back on to get on this freaking show. But uh, <laughs> no, but, yeah, but you know what? Um, I'm just I'm still not there yet. Um, Thomas, uh, TC, whatever you want to be called, man. That's good. TC, TC, good. Yeah. All right. I go TC. I like cool, TC. man. Um, but. You know, I'm just not happy with the on-again, off-again. Defense looks great one week against yeah. a great team. Then we play down like we did in years past mm-hmm. to other teams, and we play down to their level on defense. I mean, you just cannot give up 450, 475 and think you're going to win every game. It's just that's not how it happens. And I, like I said, I don't know who, what – I. I a big guy we're missing is CJ Uzama. A lot of people have forgot yes. about him. Um, There's a lot of guys we're missing. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, that's they're right. Well, most so, of our our big free agents we signed were missing. <laughs> you know that that's true as well. But there's no pass rush consistently. I mean, really at all, um, and that makes it so much harder on our cornerbacks to try mm-hmm. to stay with these guys for four, five, six seconds. Um, we did get in there some this game. It was good. It was against Houston, but I'll give credit where credit is due. I think Taylor had his best coaching job last week with Finley. And other than the defense, I, I if Taylor stays, I want to see Lou gone. I don't know what yeah. you think about that, TC, but that's my Taylor, opinion. What do you got, TC? Um, well, you, you said you talk about the defensive coordinator, right? Yep, Armadillo. Yeah. That's what we call him anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, just, you, just can't, you can't like – oh, yeah. Uh, you just can't play like the best defense in the league and then play like the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> You're right. 
It's, it's, that's that's, the, that's been the problem with the team in general this this year is up and down and up and down and up and down. And the defense has been the worst at it because there. I mean, I, I like I said, I, I'll say this: I'm blue in the face. The reason we lost the indie game against Colts is the defense. We had that game won. They would back off five yards, and the tight end is running wide open in the middle of the field, over and over and over. I'm I'm watching TV. I'm telling myself, like, why are they backing off of them? Stop backing off. And they kept backing off. I'm like, all right, just let them go down the field and score. I don't understand that that type of defense, especially well, when you're winning. I think Lou, you know, thought it since it was close to um, Halloween at that time, he was just, you know, handing out candy. Right, right. right. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was giving them 10 yards, 15 yards down the middle every time, right? And, and that's, that's how it ended. Yeah. And – one more thing I wanted to bring up too, and maybe you got something on this too, TC. But um, did you guys notice the new guy uh, off the practice squad? Wide Number sixteen. Yeah. Oh, is it Israel oh, that, or something? Well, is that the long, white guy with long hair? Yeah. 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 I, yeah. Saw, like, I was like, who the hell is that guy? But he did Where drop is, a wide open pass. He, yes. Exactly. He yes, did he that. Did. And and I'm going. Where's John Ross? We've got two games to go. Who cares? Where's John Ball? Yeah. If he can't, if he can't beat out this practice squad kid that literally uh, looks uh, I, like never heard of him. Look like a super. Yeah, Zach is done with Ross. I mean, that, that, the coaches they have, they're done with Ross. So it, it's it's done. It's over. <laughs> oh, now that completely. If anybody had any doubts about John Ross, when I saw that kid come on the field Sunday. That right there, that is the nail in the coffin. You will never right. see John Ross in a Bengal jersey again on the field. I can promise you that because right. this kid was something different, let me tell you. What else you got, TC? Anything? Yeah, I want to say – I got to say, T. Higgins is becoming one of my favorite players. I got to say that. He's oh, just an absolute he, beast. Preach it. Yes. Yep. He set, he set the record for the Bengals' uh, rookie uh, wide receivers. Did you um, got, see that catch? Where, well, it wasn't the catch where we just went up and got it. He was out, but – he like oh the one was like, out of bounds yeah they yeah yeah that was great that yeah, over that the awesome. shoulder catch that was yeah. beautiful I mean beautiful I mean he he will drop one every now and again you'll be like man what you know but you know what everybody who catches with their hands like AJ Green uh, what he was snatching it he was snatching it out of there AJ was he was doing that Sunday that's what I'm saying and anybody you know everybody that catches with their hands and rarely lets it come to their body they're gonna mm-hmm. have a drop or two. But with them catching it with their hands, that gives us a much higher percentage of catching the ball and getting that third down or getting, you know, to the sticks than letting the ball come into your body, try to catch it that way, and it hits the pads, it hits anything, and you never know what can happen. So I love T. Higg. T. Higg is the man. Yes, sir. All right. All right, Thomas. Thanks for joining the show, brother. Yep. Take it easy. Thanks, T.C. All right, I'll get you on in a second here, Tony. I want to put Keith. I like Keith's comment here. I want to put this up. Uh, let's see here. Uh, they were looking for continuity and hoping the Jordan experience of actual playing time would pay off. Jordan failed. Serfia got hurt first week. Redman played good, but hurt again. Rotating door. That that's been the biggest problem with the offensive line. I I don't know. I've never played offensive line, but I do know. You got to know what the guy next to you is doing, you know. It, it, it's a different guy every week, you know. 
it's 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 hard. Yeah, and and it's really hard for me to put Redmond in the same sentence as good or great or whatever. <laughs> um, right. He played decent, and you know we're not here for decent anymore. We we have got to start winning ball games, as you guys yes. know. We've only got what five years left on this lease, and we've got to revamp this stadium. And it can't be just on whatever we throw out good players. We've got to keep dominating. No matter who the coach is, quarterback, we must dominate and get our fans back in the stands or we're in trouble in five years. Yep. And welcome to the show, Uncle Tony. What's up, Tony? Uncle Tony. What's happening, guys? What's up, hey, man? How you doing? I'm love. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yep, you're good. good. Right. Make sure sometimes it's choppy for me, so I gotta gotta make sure, man. Uh, you're good. I'm loving everything's being said right now. Everything's good. I just kind of want to bring up some good things yesterday. With how about all those screen passes we were open for yesterday? Oh, I, I know. It's, what I, the I, heck I, happened there? I, right? I, have I said that? I've said that for like the last two years with Geo. I said he is good in space, bubble screen, screen passes, all that stuff. I've said that over and over and over again. And they're finally doing it. So I'm hoping if Zach stays and we got Mixon and then we, you know, do the bubble screens and, and, you know, it's multiple phases of the offense that you can use. It's kind of a weird thing, but that's what usually happens with winning football teams. They have more than one option. Yeah, man, I don't know what happened, but they tore that uh, Texans line up yesterday with their screens. They could not stop it yesterday. It was finally good to see. It's kind of the same thing as, as, as the Squealers game. They kept running uh, Finley, and they couldn't figure it out. Well, Houston, uh, they kept doing the screen passes, and Houston couldn't figure it out. So, they, for some reason, the last two weeks, they found something against these teams that they couldn't stop. I have no idea why they couldn't stop it. I love it. I wish it would have happened earlier in the year. Yeah, yeah. you you, uh, you literally took the words out of my mouth there, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly – I mean, who in the hell would have thought – Ryan Finley's going to run for 50 yards or whatever it was, 40 yards, uh, you know, down the field for a touchdown and keep running. Um, Who would have thought Brandon Allen's going to get 371 yards passing on mainly screen passes? You know, I mean, I don't know if it's a mirage. Like I said, I go back to the Marvin Lewis era to where, oh, man, we won three in a row. They respect him. They're still playing for him. And then we're losers next year. So, Next year, yeah, that, that, you keep saying that that didn't really happen with Marvin. Not that many times. And Marvin it did won, about won three. Last year, it did. The times yeah. before that, there, there were times where they had made it, then they come back and eight, they, they have a, But yeah. still, it's still, it's not nine. It's not three wins. I mean, but it's, it's not still, playoffs. You get what you, you no, know. Yeah, what I understand what you're saying. saying. Yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah uh, uh, that yeah, that's where I was going with it. Just you know, I got, all right, I got you. Yeah, yeah, that that's kind of what I'm getting at. But I don't know what you think about it, Uncle Tony. Um, how are you feeling about Taylor and Lou? You think we should keep both of them? You think we should get rid of both of them, get rid of one of them? Uh, offensive line coach, what's up? Um, you kind of cut out, but what I've gathered, you asked me what I think about Taylor. Taylor and, and the coaches, yeah, uh, any coach. What offensive think, line, defense. What do I think should happen or what I think is going to happen? <laughs> Both. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Should. I'm with yeah. you. I think uh, Taylor stays. I think he saved his job. I think he should be gone still. But, hey, man, I mean, 
if we can keep carrying over in the next year, what's going on this year and bring Burrow back and stuff, I mean, I guess go with it. We, well, the thing we is, only, momentum, as fans, we can only do what or be happy with what they're going to do. You know what I mean? So, right. I mean, if, momentum does run from one year to the next. No matter if you in the season, I'm just saying, I'm not saying they're going to beat the Rapids, but just look, if you go your last three games, you beat the Squealers, you beat Houston, and then you beat the Rapids. So, like I said, the potential not to knock them out of the playoffs. That's a lot of momentum built right at the end. And that, that's the last, everybody always remembers. The last thing you did, you know, that's the last thing they did. Yeah. So that's the thing that they'll remember. Like, all right, we're getting somewhere. We're figuring something out. You know, I'm not saying it's going to work. Next year. I have no idea. I'm just saying that's how stuff works. <laughs> you know, you get momentum, you build it up and the, the offensive line, Joe Burrow goes back and, you know, it, now, if they, now if they get completely blown out by the Rapids, you know, we'll see. <laughs> it might be something completely well, different. You but. know, it, I don't think it's going to happen, man. The Rapids killed us last time bigger than, even with Burrow, but I think the Bengals are going to win this one too. They're on a roll. They're at home for their last game. It's a division game. Man, you've seen this before. I mean, they'll they'll play their hearts out, and they might. They'll probably come and win this game. Which again, take this take this streak you're on, rolling into next year. Yeah, right. I would. I, I wouldn't put it past the Bengals to not come out and play good and and beat Baltimore, but. You know, like I said earlier, no matter who the coach is next year, if Burrow's back week one, which everybody thinks he's going to be, I'm a little more skeptical, but I hope he is. But there still will be no excuse. So Mike Brown, Katie Blackburn, listen to when I tell you this. If we suck next year, it's on you and what whatever you decided to do and you better flip the switch as quick as you can because the talent is in Cincinnati. You could from the first game to this last game. You can see it, you can see it offensively and defensively, but they don't put it together every single week. That's how winning teams do it. Patriots being an, an example. Yeah, Robert says uh, Bobby Hart has been hasn't been bad this year. He's a legitimately good NFL swing tackle or a backup tackle. I, I feel the same no. way with him and Fred Johnson. I mean, somebody said on here, the chat's blowing up. I can't remember who said it. I was going to click it up there. but Somebody said that uh, they think Fred Johnson actually played better at tackle than than Jonah Williams. And I I, I don't I don't agree with that. Jonah, Jonah's been pretty good. If you look at his pro football focus uh, stats, he, he's ranked pretty high. And first like I said, year. He, yeah, it's his first year in the NFL. So he didn't get to play last year. So I think he's going to be fine. And like I said, if they could get, like I said, you could move. He played right tackle in at Alabama. So if you get a, a left tackle, if they do get Pinel Suell, they get him, put him at left, put Jonah at right, get a guard, we're good, I think. Yeah. What do you think about Absolutely. it, Tony? Draft-wise, what no, are you I looking for? I, I agree with you guys 100% on that. It's – uh Gotta still fix that line, man. You need to get what you can on it. You know. Yeah, there's there's kinda, lots of things to do. There's there's so many options that the the Bengals have to do. It's not just set in stone that you get uh, Pinasua. It's that's not you know. I would love to get him, but there's other stuff they can do. I mean, it's the draft. I mean, like I said, we've named the offensive linemen that the Bengals have drafted, and they've been busts. So I'm not saying Sua is going to be. I have no idea. But the man hasn't played in the year. I haven't actually got to watch him play. I've seen tape, and it looks really good on tape. But, you know, 
we'll see what happens. When, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, like I said, there's so many offensive weapons in front. You know, Ch- uh, Jamar Chase, Pitt from from Florida. You got the quarterbacks. You got uh, a couple other, uh, like the Alabama quarterback. You got the Florida quarterback. I, I think he might be going back, but you got other options that these teams might take. So just because we're fifth doesn't mean we're not going to get him. It doesn't mean we can't get another the second best offensive lineman as far as the draft goes. You know, this year, right? Yeah, or or and, like you mentioned. Um, oh, my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off there, brother. Uh, I was no, just going to say, uh, just real quick. You know, if we get Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, if you go back two years and you watch Joe Burrow's Heisman Trophy year. Half, almost half of it is Jamar Chase. And it's back shoulder balls. It's deep balls. And they they have this kind of timing that is something insane, something that Dalton and A.J. Green used to have. Um, even when a play blows up and the ball goes flying, or he gets it. Yeah, back shoulder. He jumps up. He gets throwing a flag or he's going to catch it. Um, so I'm not going to be mad if we end up with Jamar Chase in the first round. I mean, I mean, the is, not there. You got to look at it this way, too. If Sewell is gone and the next uh, lineman isn't, you know, you're not supposed to draft him that high, you know, you're reaching, and then nobody wants to trade with the Bengals, you got to take the best player available. You know, if you're going to pay him that much money, because if they get drafted fifth, they're going to make a lot of money. So if Chase is there, you know, get him. You can get an offensive lineman like, like – I just put it up there. So you get offensive lineman in the second round. You could. And the other thing is, I just had it up here. Um, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they drafted Tristan Wolf that fell war for Wolf, I ever say it. He fell to 13th and was the fourth lineman taken in 2020. And he's had a stellar stellar year at, at Tampa. So just because that guy's not there. You can get another one in the second round. I mean, it does, it's it's a draft. It's a crapshoot. You know, you don't know what's going to happen. Well, that's right. It's it's a total crapshoot. I mean, Bengals go out there, you know, as us fans, and maybe the organization was kind of set on so well. It doesn't happen. And then draft, man, you, you got to have it plan B, plan C, plan D, plan everything, you know. And, like, you know, it, like you said, we don't know. Sewell could have been a bust. He could be a bust. And you could wind up picking up, you know, an all an all offensive lineman in like the fourth round who could be just absolutely well, amazing. Just the second no round, the thing is, we're still going to have a high pick in the second round, you know. So it, there's still talent, very talented guys. We got Higgins in the second round, people. <laughs> you know, so we can get a good right. and lineman in the second and, round. Andy Dalton. And, and not, mm-hmm. not that Andy Dalton was the best quarterback out there, but didn't we pick him up in like the fifth or sixth round or something like that? Second, second round. Took, took oh, AJ one. Yeah, yes. AJ was number one, and then Andy was second round. Was he? I swear. Who did we get not too long ago in like the fifth or sixth round that actually turned out to be awesome? Man, I'm I'm losing my mind here. What was uh, quarterback? It? No, it may not have been quarterback. I'm just thinking of a, a really good player we got. I was thinking it was Dalton, but no, if he got him in the second round. Well, well we got we got Burfict in college play. free agency. Yeah, we yeah. got him as a free agent out of college, Burfict. I mean, we also got Carlos Dunlap in like the third or fourth round. So I mean, you you uh, can get players fourth okay, down in the draft. But yeah, yeah, yeah that's fourth, kind of my yeah. point that you know you can still pick up some really damn good players late in the draft that 
may turn out to be better than what you just picked up in your first round, like, you know, Kajana Carter and people like that. You know, yeah, Robert's got a good point right here. Big Witt was a second rounder. Yeah, Witt, Witt wasn't even yeah. a left tackle or what a tackle. He was a guard. Yeah, so, right, I mean, and, right. and that doesn't even you know that doesn't happen very often. Usually, if you're a guard, you're a guard. If you're a guard, you could be a center, but you usually don't go to tackle. So that was that's on Witt of how good he was and how how hard he worked and became a tackle. Yep, right, and, and that's one of the biggest things about ahead. the draft and stuff. Is, is, I'm sorry, Jeremy, but. No, you know, go. picking up players and stuff like it could be first round or third round or whatever, you know, if you got to be able to utilize them too, you know, you can pick the best, but you know, sometimes they become a bust because of what happens to them. You know, I mean, Kajana Carter was projected to be pretty damn good. And then look what happened. He got, yep. he got hurt. Yeah. Hurt. And it is what it is. <laughs> Anything can happen. And that, that's the thing. Even if he didn't that- get hurt, he could have still been a total bust and not been great. It's just you got to be yep. able to – and there's a lot of franchises out there with great head coaches and all that stuff that know how to utilize these draft picks that they get. And, you know, that's one thing about Marvin. I always said to myself and other people that he could draft. He just couldn't utilize his players very well. That was yeah, my exactly. opinion on it in with Marvin. And, you know, yeah, and, yeah, I was just going to say, and on top of that, uh, Robert – uh, I guess we can call you Fox, <laughs> but you know, he, he said Gino was a fourth rounder. Yeah, was seventh. You know, uh, you forget about that that type of thing. Yeah, but like yeah. I was telling Jeff earlier, you know, it, you can almost put the draft in military terms. I mean, it, it's really about the same thing. When you get drafted, you don't know what you're going to do, where they're going to put you, what what's going to happen. What so and it's the same thing with the, us teams. When we draft, we don't know who the, 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 the I mean, who was it? I, what a couple years? I mean, that took somebody. Uh, I think Colin Farrell out of uh, Clemson. That was John Ross. Raiders, I think. Isn't that the guy? John, John Ross out of Washington. And then John Ross. Well, yeah, we we talk about the Bengals too. Well, that's but a, I'm well, trying to put something on the Raiders here. Right, but that is, but that right there, that John Ross pick, that's they reached for him, you know. Yep. So that's what I'm saying. The Bengals yeah. don't need it. We don't need just because we had the fifth pick, and if we can't trade out of it, you can't reach for a guy as a fifth pick when you could get him as the tenth pick or the second round. So if that offensive lineman doesn't grade out to be a top five, top ten first rounder, you got to go with the guys. Yeah, don't take. You got to go with the guys that you know are going to be good. So if you can get Chase or you can get Pitt from Florida or you get somebody like that, you know, a tight end, wide receiver, I mean, yes, we need to fix the offensive line. We can fix it in free agency. You can fix it in the second round. You can't. There's lots of other stuff right. that you can do. You can I just get don't want the Bengals. Yeah, I just don't want the Bengals reaching because, oh, my goodness, our fans want us to get an offensive line. we got to get an offensive lineman. Okay, let's gra- draft this guy. No, no, if, you, if that guy's not supposed to be drafted at this level, don't draft him. Draft the players, draft the best player available, because that's kind of what you have to do sometimes. I mean, the Bengals are in a position to draft for need, but if your need is not worth the fifth pick overall, then you don't draft it. You draft for the best player available. Yeah, because then you got options when you get that to trade, you know, trade that pick or that you just pick for somebody else or whatever. And, and that's what crazy thing about the draft, man, is that crazy things happen. If you remember, uh, what was it, uh, Mitchell Mitchell Trubisky, or whatever, for the Bears when they took him? Yeah, they, oh, they, like, they totally reached for him. You guys think? They took. Oh, yeah. you think they, they, they like, like, like they had Sean Watson? 
I, I thought that I couldn't believe they 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 traded up to get him. I'm like, yeah. dude, Deshaun Watson. They could have gotten Deshaun Watson. I think with their pick, I think they had a third or fourth pick. And they traded up to get Trubisky. Right. Like, I, I don't make any sense to me at all. Yeah, as long as we don't pull a um, Ricky Williams move from Mike Ditka, you know, as long as we don't pull a Ditka, all right, nobody pull a Ditka out there. Ditka. Um, but uh, <laughs> Ditka. Uh, as long as we don't pull a Ditka, we'll be okay. You know, that's that's reaching when you when you give away half. Uh, well, most uh, all of your draft picks, the entire draft, he gave up <laughs> in one year, and then the some. Maybe should have taken it. Yeah. So, so just don't reach. Well, that's I it. like Git's comment here. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins got uh, got released. Up there with Gillo. Well, again, there's all kinds of busts. I mean. I think you said it once on the show before, Jeremy, with uh, Jamarcus Russell, you know, big-time yep. LSU dudes, and then like, big old bus. And it's, you just don't know, man. It's, it's just a toss-up. I mean, it's a crap yeah, shoot. It, so. it, it, yeah. So. All right, Tony, anything else, brother? Right. No, nah, man, I was going to jump off. You guys are a little choppy. Now, I heard you a little bit better, but you're getting choppy, so I'm going to get on the show, and I can hear you a bit better. So, y'all have a good All night, right, man. I'll, uh, I'll keep watching. See you guys. All right, dude. You Thanks, got it, Uncle Tony. See you, buddy. Uncle Tony in the house. In the hissy. <laughs> All right, let's see, Robert. Uh, no matter what, we need a blue chip player. Just like how Jonah fell to us at 10, it was a good draft because he was the best player on the board in the position of need. And we could, could go wide receiver, tight end, quarterback, uh, defense. Yeah, exactly. So there's, I mean, there the, Bengals, listen, the Bengals – to me, aren't that far away, but they are. There is needs there. I mean, they still have a lot of, a lot of needs. I'm not, you know. So, yeah, that's that's the thing. And that's what I'm saying. It just, I don't know. It just irritated me. Bengals Nation, my friends are blowing me up. Well, there goes Suell. I'm like, we won the freaking game. Be happy we won the damn game. I'm like, why is everybody, oh, my good. It's like, Zach can't win. <laughs> and here I go again, defending Zach Taylor. But everybody's ticked off. He hasn't won enough. So then he goes and wins this one. Oh, well, now we're not going to get Suell. Yeah. What the hell is wrong with you people? Like, come on. There's other guys they can draft. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, it, it's just like, you know, um, what what has Suell done? I mean, what what has he done in the NFL, you know, that makes you want him so bad? We have to have him. If if we don't get him, if we take Chase over him, it's the biggest mistake ever. Or what if he's gone and, and we won games, we play to win the game. Herm Edwards again. And you know what? Exactly. If that leaves us Jamar Chase, who we don't even – Burrow doesn't even need reps with, as far as I'm concerned. Maybe, maybe, maybe. now a few after being a year. But, maybe. you know, whatever. Let the yeah. chips fall, and then free agency take care of the rest. We're not that far off. All right. My dad's got a comment here. What do you guys think kept New England at the top for so long and was keeping us uh, so low? Player selects – Player selection wise, yeah, exactly. I mean, you look at the Patriots, man. Well, okay, hell, look, look at the Squealers. They haven't had a top five pick in forty years, <laughs> and I, I hate the Squealers, but I wish the Bengals were a little more like them as far as that goes. So, I mean, yeah, just you, you can look at a lot of there's certain teams that are never in the top five picks. I hope to get that get there someday. That we're never there. Yeah. You know, we can find players. Throughout the entire draft, and I've said this before, Duke Tobin did that on our five-year run. Almost every draft, almost every draft 
player he hit in that five-year playoff run, he drafted. He hit on almost all. They were all contributing to the team in big ways, not little ways, big ways. And yeah. if you look at what the draft he's done this year and last year, there's a lot of guys on there that are contributing and contributing big time. So I, I think he, he, I don't know, it's, I don't know. It's, sometimes you get hot, and he wasn't hot for like three years now. He might be getting hot again. I don't know. Well, my thing is, you know, I think Cincinnati fans, and not all, I'm not talking about you guys uh, watching or who will watch later, but just random people that I see posting on Sports Illustrated, stuff like that. I think they've gotten so used to losing that they feel like we must keep losing and keep getting first-round picks every year. And that that does nothing for us. Us winning these last two games, if that puts 10 extra thousand people in Paul Brown Stadium next year, I'm happy with that. Dude, um, I'm telling you, look, look, if, if like this year, all right, I'll tell you, this, if COVID hadn't hit, and, it, and we had the momentum of Joe Burrow and the momentum of all the off-season free agents that we had, that stadium would have been sold out. Now, with the way the season went, it probably would have been not sold out by this time. So no. next year, Bengals fans can get all ticked off. They want everything. You know, if they if fans feel that they have made an effort and they've fixed the problems and Joe Burrow will be back game one, game two, you know, sometime soon, that stadium will be full with the sellouts. My, that's what drives me nuts with Mike Brown. It's like, dude, we love the Bengals. We love this team. We want them to win. And so all you got to do to make money is have a winning franchise. You do that, they'll come. That's so it. I, that, I, I, I do think – I don't think we're having a problem with that. It's, I think it's they're going to fix stuff. But I, I really hope so. All right, Rob, I didn't want – to win per se, but I'm definitely not upset to see the Bengals win. We already have Burrow. Guys, this isn't tanking for a quarterback. Yeah. And I and I've said it before. I did I last year I I was almost I was pretty upset we almost won, won the game against Miami. Because I really wanted Burrow badly because I, I I saw how good he was. You know, and I'm like, this guy, this dude could change your franchise. Oh, it's tackle. Yeah, it'll help, but it's not a quarterback. Quarterback's the most important position in all of football. Left tackle is probably second or third, you know. Uh, but if you can get that guy, it helps. But it's not worth tanking, I don't think, anyway. And the thing is, like, it cracks me up. By the way, if you guys haven't done yet, go to uh, FedEx Air uh, Player of the Week. Vote for Brandon Allen. He is on there. And this brings me to my other point. I cannot believe – there's people on Bengals Nation doing this. Well, we should vote for Andy Dalton. Why? He's not playing for the Bengals anymore. Brandon Allen is. And these are probably the same people that were at the All-Star game booing his ass. I was yep. at that game. I'm standing up cheering for Andy Dalton. And I, like I said, I was in it. People say Andy uh, Andy Dalton apologist. But everybody said, oh, we got to get rid of him. We got to get rid of him. I'm like, for who? Who are you going to get rid of him for? You know, and then, then I saw Joe Burrow. Yeah, that's who you get rid of for. I mean, some people said they, that uh, Haskins, we should tra- uh, draft him. And I like Haskins, but I wasn't like, yes, definitely. We got to go get him. You know, he's he's going to be fi- fixed. I'm like, we got Andy Dalton. I mean, we need to fix other stuff. But when you get that quarterback like Joe Burrow, that's when it's worth changing for, you know, or tanking for, not now. And there's only one game I kind of want them to lose. So, 
Yeah, I mean, it's true. And don't get me wrong, I love Dalton. I mean, he's literally over my shoulder here. Uh, I got his ESPN cover. You know, I got him put inside. There's, you know, no dust. Never been touched by human hands. Um, actually, he's been touched by my hands, and I'm the one that put it in there, and then I put it up on the wall. But still. It just um, imagine float up there like, oh, you didn't use the force? <laughs> But, you know, just because, you know, he is, out of all times, up there against Brandon Allen, you giving a vote for Dalton is giving a vote for the Cowboys. So, yeah. it is what it is. You Bengal fan, you Cowboy fan. That's the way I look at it. Right. Natch says that takes the O-line, they would have won more games. Oh, definitely. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, yes, yes, oh. yes and no. But, dude, there was so many, like, the, did the offensive line miss the field goal? In the in the Chargers game, did the offensive line call a pass interference on AJ Green in the Charger game? Did the offensive line blow a twenty one point lead with the Colts? I mean, yes, I, they probably would have won more games. But the as crappy as this offensive line was, the Bengals were in the majority of these games. They just couldn't finish. So, but yes and no. you know, somebody could come back. I, I don't know who would come back. Maybe. Jeremy D might come back and no. say, uh, hey. you know, yeah, just, you know, he may come back and say who, you know, uh, which quarterback was hit the most um, in all of the NFL this year while he was playing, um, who was on literally on the road to setting the record for most sacks ever recorded in NFL history. And I would say if we didn't have that, I believe that would want us a few more games. So that, I, I'm not saying we don't want a ton more. I'm just saying yeah. I think he said a few, if, if I'm right. There were, other, there were other things, other factors in the games oh, yeah. that we should have won, and it wasn't always the offensive line, you know. They're, trust me, they're awful. They're, they need to be fixed. But it's not – you can't – it's a football team. You can't put it to, oh, we fixed this. And that's going to fix everything else. Well, not necessarily. I mean, because if you look at what the Bengals did, they thought they fixed the defense that fixed everything else. Well, it didn't because the offensive line still stuck. So you got to have all of it together. You can have the greatest offensive line. If you ain't got a quarterback, it don't really matter. I mean, it does, but, not, you know, it's not as big a deal. If you don't have, you know, a defense that can stop the other team, it's going to be hard to win games. You need all of it. So, yes, the offensive line is a huge key, and I just have a hard time saying that, if they fixed that, they would have won more games. If they just played better, <laughs> they would have won more games. I mean, they, they were there. So, I don't know. That could be true, too. You know, it, it, it that it's all hypothetical at the end of the day. I mean, we could go back and, you know, try to go over it and over it and over it again. But, but it is what it is. But, yeah, Sherbert, yeah, he sucks, too. Yeah, we need – he want Randy back. I, no. I, I like Randy, but I, I, they got to find another field goal kicker. Like, Seventh round, yeah. take the best kicker available. <laughs> yeah. The loss to the Browns at home hurt me the worst. I was ready for to fire Amaruto right there and then. Yeah, I, that's another game. We were in that game. That's what I'm saying. We were there. We were in these games. Oh, I got Natural back on. I, <laughs> Natural I'm seeing, back on the show. I'm, I'm seeing something in the chat here. They're bringing my name up a lot. I, I, I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. About you? About you? I don't know. Yeah. What's up, Maddie? Uh, we had a field goal kicker. If y'all remember a few years, Jake Elliott, and they decide to release him, and he goes and uh, plays for the Eagles, and he, I think he's the one that helped one of their kids. Yeah. Their, 
Yeah. Yep. He kicked the game winning field goal against us. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I remember him. But, yep. But add to your guys is uh, honestly, if they, if they, because they're going to use a free agency to address needs. So that's going to open up the draft for them to take the best player available. The only question is, where do you go in the draft? Do you go cornerback? Because William Jackson's a free agent. Do you go Pitts? Right. Pitts is a big, dynamic tight end, almost in the mold of a Travis Kelsey. And he's a yeah. guy who, if you take him, you don't really need to keep taking uh, wide receivers or anything. You could just do that. Or you could take the second-best offensive lineman in the draft. So, really, the draft opens up for us because now we're not pigeonholed into taking Sewell, who is mostly just a guy that everyone sees with potential, but will he ever live up to the potential? Well, the thing is, he, he, that's a good point, Natty, though. It, that is. It, it, it was, I, like I said, I never even heard of Sewell until somebody mentioned it in one of our shows here early in the season. I didn't know who he was because, like I said, I don't watch Pac-12 very much. Um, so and the thing is, it's just somebody's opinion that this guy is that good, which he might be. I have no idea. But there's been lots of guys who are supposed to be that good. I mean, Oboehe? Remember him from Alabama or Oklahoma, where he's from? He was supposed to be that guy. Yeah, yeah. And well, he's a backup for Seattle now. So I mean, so I mean, I, and and I've I've been banging a drum for Sewell. I, I do think he's gonna be good. But I, I don't know. I mean, it just that doesn't mean that that's if we don't get him, then all is lost. Is kind of what I'm saying. And and I'll be honest with you, Natty. You know, until everybody, the analysis. Uh, ESPN people, uh, Fox Sports uh, brought Penai Suell up or whatever. I didn't know who the hell he was. And he hasn't played all year. We have no nothing to go back from this year and actually watch. So, you know, like you said, we're not pigeonholed into taking him and then taking another guy and, God forbid, even if we do still get him, he turns out to be a bust. We that's the last thing we want to happen. We go to five, it frees us up, it lets us take the best player available. And you know what? If it's Jamar Chase, if he's still there, if it's Pitts, whatever. I don't think we personally need Pitts unless we want to turn him into some sort of wide receiver slash tight end. If you get Pitts, if you get Pitts he's a tight end. I mean, I'm look, I watch Pitts play. I, I like sample and oh, I he's like bad. he's a bad yeah, boy. He, but yeah, he, he's legit. CJ Uzama, 6'7. Drew Sample coming on pretty good. You know, he's still a young kid. What, second year? Um, I, I think second year. Something like that. Close, maybe three. But anyway, still young. I, I, I see our tight ends pretty, pretty short up if CJ can come back and be himself. Um, but other than that, yeah, we're 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 available for, for the best defensive lineman, the best wide receiver, the be, best player on the board, period. Yeah. All right, Steve Logan says, plan the plan. Plan one, beat Baltimore. Number two, draft the best player available with the emphasis on the offensive and defensive lines. Three, attack a free agency and fill gaps. Exactly. That's that's where I'm at. I mean, that's what you got to do. And it's kind of actually, like we've been saying here, Natural, it might be nice that we're not pigeonholed to actually take this, take too well. They have more leverage, or not, I want to say leverage. Well, maybe. Depends on what happens in the draft. If that quarterback – if there's a quarterback there that somebody wants and they want to trade us for him or trade us to get up in the in the uh, draft to get them, come talk to us, you know. Yep. There's a lot of things that could open up. We'll see. I mean, now if we win, I think if we – there's still a chance we might drop down to seven if we 
if we win and somebody else loses, I don't remember. There's so many scenarios of where we're going to end up. So that's true. I, I think Jamar Chase would be a good pick for us. Even if we if we get the offensive lineman, you know, maybe in the later rounds you take a developmental tackle or a few guards that uh, you sit behind uh, Zuofilu and uh, Spain. You know, I, I think Chase is a guy that you got Higgins, Chase, Boyd, and then Sample and Uzoma and, that, and then Mixon. And I think that's a good enough offense to carry you to some wins. Oh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, I mean, the thing is, you still there's still a chance. You never know. AJ Green might resign. I have no idea, but I, you know, I, I don't know. But that's also an option. We had him in there with it. And one thing, I can't remember the commentator on the game Sunday, but he was just kind of saying how AJ has taken T Higgins under his wing and and help him, you know, learn how to be a pro. Because there is, you have to learn how to be. There's a difference between being a college football player and a professional NFL player. And if you had that guy there who's done, been there, done that, and you listen to him, that's a good, that's a good mentor moving forward. So if you if they do draft draft Chase, maybe try to sign keep AJ and keep him for Chase and Higgins. And dude, we're, I mean our offense is going to be they still got to fix the offensive line. I got to keep that out there. I'm not saying you know I'm not saying we got to forget about that, but we got to fix that. And we might we might have something as long as they all stay healthy because our injuries were unbelievable. Unbelievable this year. Oh, definitely. We we were we were completely uh, just injury prone. But really, the only time where or the only place in our actual team was the offensive line was pretty healthy. It was everybody we brought back. Now, Ciafilo, once we signed him, he got hurt. Jonah Williams got hurt, but that was after the season was already over. So at the end of the day, you know, we brought in with our offensive line, we brought them in who we wanted, you know, who Jim Turner wanted and Zach agreed with. And we were pretty healthy there. I mean, other than Ciafilo and, like I said, Williams after the season was over and they just have kept him out for, you know, no reason to get hurt again or something worse. I'm glad one thing the person they're not bringing back is uh Mixon. He's he's Zach said at his press conference that uh, Mixon is not playing uh this or the last game of the year. And one of the guys asked him, "Well, why, well, why did why did you just not put him on IR? Why why would you wait to see what happened?" He, and and Zach's like, "Well, if he's was healthy enough to play, you know, it's a foot injury. You never know what's going to happen if he's healthy enough to play, they might have played him, which I I don't think they were going to play him anyway, but it also I think NFL players, they want to play. You know, they're not here to sit sit around. So Mixon could have been like, dude, I, if I'm a healthy enough to play, I want to play. I want, you know, so could have been also for Mixon's men, mental, you know, health of saying, uh, you know, my season's over. Now he had something to strive for, which, you know, it, it's over now. But anyway, what yeah. else you got, Natural? I was going to say, uh, one last thing is uh, in free agency, man, they could also – they don't have to go for the top guards. They could sign, like, middle-tier uh, guards, and they could probably just be just as good as any of the other guys, just as long as they learn how to play with each other and they're, 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 there's some continuity well, along the line. You don't even have to spend big money on that position. Yeah, that's that's no. been one of the biggest problems with the offensive line. It's been a swinging door. <laughs> I think they've only had the same offensive line back-to-back weeks – Twice, and that was 
this week and last week, and I think it happened one other time during the year. So it's you can't you and the offensive line has to have like you said continuity. You have to know what the guy next to you is doing. You know, and the, and the ones the the great offensive linemen like the Hogs or whatever for the Washington football team as you call them now, they were together for years. You know, I, I know it's new, different NFL that doesn't really happen as much, but you still keep some of the same guys together for a while, and that just cohesionness there that makes a good offensive line. Yeah, and you know what? Um, before you go here, Natural, I I literally think you know you're right about the guards. We can get some decent guards, third, fourth round, um, whether they be backups or they win a starting position. But I do think we need to either draft or in free agency take a solid career known veteran. I'm not talking about a hundred years old, but somebody like a Thoney or, or that we know will take care of the other side of the line and somebody have to anchor the line on the other yeah. side. Yeah, yeah, somebody to anchor that line. That yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, and that, honestly, the thing is too, if you did draft Suell and you got Jonah, you're left or right tackle. You got a rookie and a basically a second year player, which Jonah, yeah, I mean, he's third year, but it's only a second year playing. So it would be kind of nice to have a guy who. Been there, done that, knows knows what to do, and can you know hopefully be there and and, and help the rest of the guys you know get better. Oh, is it? Did you say this? I didn't even realize this is Jonah's third year. I thought it was his second. No, no, no. next year be his third year. I mean, I meant next year. Oh, next okay. Year be his third year. Yeah. No, this is second. No, I was talking about next year. I missed her. My bad. I was about. I'm like, geez, Jeremy, where have you been? <laughs> Anything else, Daddy? That's it for me, guys. Thanks for having me again on the show. I'll see you guys later. Anytime. Thanks, Natty. And as always, that's one of our our P1 viewers. Natty is always on the show and uh, always has uh, good comments. But I I go back up this while I put it up here while you guys are talking. But this would crack me up. Matthew, put it up there. Maybe we can keep Lamar Jackson in the locker room, feed him a bunch of Skyline forwards with beans. Maybe that'll keep keep him out. But I hate he had that incident, and he came back and threw a touchdown. So I don't know. <laughs> it might uh, it might not be a, a great idea. We'll we'll see. But I mean, like I said, I'm not saying the Bengals can beat the Ravens or Redbirds. I I will be shocked if they do. To be honest, I mean, they're playing good. But one thing I think the the Bengals have figured out though is I kind of want to bring this up. You and me were talking about this before the show started. I think they found their backup quarterback. I mean, I really do. I think Brandon Allen has proven that he is good enough to be a a backup quarterback for Joe Burrow until he comes back, which I think he's coming back the first game. But I don't think you have to spend the money on a, a higher-priced backup. You know, I think you can get brand – I know this is going to sound being cheap, but why spend the money on somebody when you have somebody already here? You know? You yeah, spend on other stuff. Yeah, you know um... – I love how he played. It was against Houston, who are just as bad as we were this year. He did not beat the Steelers last week. That was Ryan Finley. So, I could see us letting go of Finley, and you got a guy like Haskins that's still got his last year of his rookie contract, I believe, left, um, which isn't going to cost much. And that's not, that's not guaranteed, though. Yeah, well, that's true. But no, no anyway, just, 
anybody to you know make it a competition if, if you my my thing is i'd rather see some sort of competition and alan beat whoever we bring in yeah rather than yeah. just beat ryan finley um, i think, you can, I think you can i can do that down. you can get haskins down bring, bring him in sign him to the practice squad or whatever and yeah and, and, you know, or, cut, or cut finley and put haskins in there i don't know yeah that yeah that's what i meant and just and let him go at it and whoever wins wins the backup position and hopefully yeah. doesn't even need to start next year but they're not going to bro be back first game I hope you're right. <laughs> so, answer Crown, answer your your question. No, I did not get my gold star. I actually forgot about it. But like I said, I'm a skyline guy anyway. So, I I, I completely forgot about it. But that was I think it, I think it was yesterday. I don't think I, I don't think I can get it today. Uh, Dallas, uh, we're gonna beat the Ratbirds, knock them out of contention again. Yeah, that was, we did it a couple of years ago. <laughs> True, and that's when that's when the uh, um. Buffalo Bills got got in. Yep. All right, Dennis, what do you got going on here, Dennis? I'm loving the chat, dude. TC oh, and Kid, they're all going, going after it, man. Charmer Ice, if you don't think the Bengals can beat the Ravens with that attitude, you might not forget they beat the, the Steelers, and that was pretty good too. Yeah. I, you're right. They could beat them. I'm not saying they can't, but it's going to be really hard to beat them. <laughs> like. Just because you did it once on Monday night and everything doesn't mean you can do it again, which I hope they do. I'm not saying they are going to. One thing I love about that game and Dennis coming, talking to you as well, we know that Baltimore is going to bring everything they got because they want to win this game. This isn't just you yeah, know, they, another they game. Because they, they, like I said, they want to, they got a chance to knock the rap birds out there. They're not going to need any more motivation other than that. They got a chance to knock them out. They're, they're going to be up and ready to play this game. Exactly. Baltimore has got to be ready to play because the Bengals are definitely going to be ready to play. Uh, Steve Logan, my wife, the boss, and I were at yesterday's game watching Zach's first road win. It was exhilarating. Who day, new day, all the way, every day. Dude, that's awesome. I wish I was at the game. That was cool. Yeah. Steve, appreciate uh, the dude, comment, man. Yeah. Dude, there was a uh, funny thing is I don't know if uh, Steve might have been you. Did you have a big Bengals flag? Because they had a big Bengals flag when uh, we scored and we were winning. And I'm like, hey, there's Bengals fans there. Because I know uh, Bengal Jim went to the game, but I didn't see him on there. Yeah, I know there was. I mean, yeah, there wasn't too many people. So I'm sure you were on at some point. Um, yeah. But I think he uh, he may be new. Have you have Steve? No, he's Steve been on the show before. Has yeah, he? Okay, said, said, okay. Yeah, just making sure. I was going to give him yeah. that big warm welcome. You know what I'm saying? I already did. I, I already took care of him. Now, Robert, we've had this conversation before, sir. Skyline is better than Gold Star, okay? I don't care what you say. It's delicious. I ate the Gold Star because I got a little for free. So the only reason I ate it, well, not like Skyline. I might go get some Skyline tonight just because of that. <laughs> I live in Alabama and don't get to enjoy any of it. So I'm glad you guys can talk about something and have fun because I can't talk about good chili. Because the only chili in Alabama you get is in mid-January, and that's down about there, all the chili you get. Down there in Alabama, they'll probably see a chili and go, that's not chili. It's Cincinnati chili. It is no, chili. They wouldn't understand. No, it's a Cincinnati thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we got here, Tony. Uh, bring Finley back in for the start against the Rappers. <laughs> oh, man. 
I, I, I would. I know that was a good win, and he played good. I'd rather have Brandon Allen right now, to be honest. I think Brandon Allen's got a better arm than uh, Uncle than, uh, Uncle yeah, Tony. Like, he Uncle Tony worried me a little bit until I saw them laughing emojis he put up there. So I'm. That's a good comment now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, all right, man. Well, we we uh we need to get into this poem thing here that we uh we had a couple people. That uh, we're actually had the guts to actually write a poem. We had a lot of people who said they would do it, but they didn't do it. Didn't want to put it up on the ice bar. They were afraid. Which They're scared. What is scared of? That's all good. Anyway, now I don't know if Amor is good as what Jeremy D does all the time, but we had three of them, and they were Landon, Dallas, and Uncle Tony. And since I guess I. The final, the final countdown. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, uh, Jeremy D, it was his idea, this whole freaking thing about the damn poem and having you guys write it and all this stuff, and yada, yada, yada. And once it wrote me on, right? I don't write poems. I don't. If you guys have ever seen me try to type stuff in Bengals Nation or on Strawberry Ice, sometimes I don't spell stuff right. I don't even spell stuff right on, the, on my title of my show sometimes. So, I'm not writing a freaking poem. So it would not be worth it. It would be god awful. And yeah, anyway. So out of the three, I had to choose. So the one I, all three of them are great. I love them. But the one I chose, and Jeremy D, you can read it, is Dallas. I went for Dallas as the winner of the poem contest, which you have won absolutely nothing, Dallas. But you other get that. Make it rain, baby. Make it rain. There you go. <laughs> You want to read? You got Dallas's poem up. You want to? Uh, I've got him up on my phone here. Dallas, congratulations, brother! You are the winner of the first annual. <laughs> first annual. <laughs> oh God, we're gonna do this more. Oh my God. <laughs> Once a year, maybe you know. Um, the first annual viewer poem of the season, and probably the last one of the season. But it'll be yours. Dallas Eldridge. So I'm going to go ahead and read it for you guys. And I hope you guys enjoy it. It's a great poem. Dallas, you got some good stuff in here. It's all clean, which that's is tough part, to do. I, I, that's the part Jeremy didn't like. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I want it a little more edgier. You got I like it. I like it. But <laughs> I, I like, I, I, I respect I respect you being able to write a poem without being edgy too. And Tony wants to reach out. <laughs> exactly. There could be some he's missing a, violence. He, he's like, he's like, I, I, went, I went to Mueller and I, I was, I got straight A's in literature. Yeah. Whatever. Jeremy. I mean, <laughs> that's what he said. You guys don't know what we're talking about. There's all this stuff that was on the ice bar. So, but it, you know, at the end of the day, there could be some hanging chads or some missed, you know, ballots i don't know but here we go this here is go. from one of our 1a watcher viewer dallas you've been around you're my buddy you're that's great glad you won and it goes a little something like this who day nation we got back-to-back -back wins Woo! they better watch out for us next year because this is where it begins bam baby don't talk about 
Brandon Allen was ferocious, tearing up that Houston defense, throwing 371 yards, made their secondary lose their common sense. Woo! 2020 is almost gone and over. Thank God. Even though this season has been a lot like The Hangover. Oh, great movie, though. Good movie. Love it. Good movie. Very good movie. But 2021 is fast, and Joe freaking Burrow will be back and out of his cast. Yeah, baby! Let's go, Joe! Great job. Great job. Great job. Joe freaking Burrow. If I added a couple of little things, I'm sorry, but you you did very well. You read it, written it out very well. Great job, Dallas. Be a gracious winner and tell everybody and ram it down their throats because that's what I would do. <laughs> exactly. Make sure you, you make sure you get on Uncle Tony. You guys can talk smack in the ice bar all day long. Oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah, total sarcasm. He got straight A's. I know you didn't get no damn straight A's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kidding, Tony. You know I love you. All right, man. So I guess we didn't have any Georgia fans or anybody join us because no, I was kind of figured somebody might come because you know I'm still waiting for it because these Georgia fans are really good at you know commenting on my show after we do it. I've been trying to tell you, SEC fans will not show up to a show. They will talk their crap, and then they will run. And that's what they do. Now, when this show's over, you guys jump back on. You can look at some of the comments, and you can you can back up the Bearcats, back up Ohio State, because these guys don't come on until the show is over. They're over. a parade. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, cause I, mean, I may have people – Comment. It wasn't just the Bearcats. They, uh, people told me uh, Ohio State's going to get their ass kicked and yada yada yada, and they got no shot. They don't deserve to be there. They only played six games. And blah, blah. I'm like, just shut okay. up. I mean, which I mean, a couple. Of, I, I came back is I said, well, okay. Somebody said, I can't remember what the guy said, but somebody you know, Ohio State has no ch- ch- chance of beating Clemson. The Bearcats are going to get stomped by uh, Georgia. I can't believe you guys think they're going to crush them. I'm like, well, obviously you've never watched the show because we never have said. I've never said that Georgia is going to, or Cincinnati is going to crush Georgia. Never said that one time at all. So we got a shot. I said it's a winnable game. And I say that, oh, my goodness, the dogs have come out after me. It's been ridiculous. <laughs> I'm and we had you didn't just get mine going. <laughs> <laughs> and we had Clemson fans coming after Jeremy. Saying, oh, you guys don't deserve to be there. Blah, 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 blah. And dude, that's why you play the game, man. You never know what's going to happen. I'm the first one to admit that I have said to other people, Cincinnati will need to win convincingly, most likely, for the committee, or they will just come up with more excuses that Georgia's got 10 starters out opting out for the draft or whatever. Um, oh, if we beat them, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be excuse after excuse. Why, why oh, y'all beat us because of this? Yeah. And if you win – you, or if you lose, then you guys lost to a team that had 10 starters out. Yeah. Bank, Buckeyes, same way. 20-some players out against a Clemson team that looked completely like the best team in the country yeah. against Notre Dame, just to be honest. Oh, and yeah. you know what? 
all we can do is go out there and give it hell with our young bucks, literally. What? Bucks, young bucks, Buckeyes. Wasn't, wasn't the Ohio State supposed to lose to Alabama in the very first uh, college football playoffs? Wasn't that supposed to be not even a contest? 2015, um, Cardell Jones, third-string quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think I remember something about that. So. Yep. Yeah. Maybe little nugget. Good. I like that nugget there, Jeff. What's oh, up, Uncle Tony? Hey, Tony, where'd you show up? Where, where you been at? Hey, uh, I just want to jump on here real quick. You start talking about the George and all that stuff, man. Um, Jeff, I want you to know, I was at the bar the other night, and I had your back bigger than crap, brother. Uh, <clears throat> bartender, I know him, and he starts talking to me about Notre Dame and, you know, Ohio State and all them, and he's a big UC fan. Right. And so he starts talking about he thinks you you see deserve a shot. I say, I'm with you, man. I agree. And then we get done with our conversation, and I hear, like, across the bar, somebody talking all kinds of crap about UC, and they said they have no shot against Georgia. <laughs> well, me being myself at the bar after a few beers, decided no. to get up and say something. Not you. It was on, it was, it was on the way to the Makino machine, so I didn't you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You didn't have to go very far. It was right there, you know. Good guy your way. Hey, man. I know you can talk about this stuff, but I got to tell you right now, I'm not going to get in an argument, do nothing like that, but I'm going to tell you straight up. If you think that UC does not have a shot against Georgia, you're freaking delusional and you need to stop drinking right now. <laughs> and he, he laughed. He laughed. And it, it was good, clean fun, but I'm just saying, man, like, come on. Oh, I have fun with all. Oh, dude, I'm having fun. That's why I want them to come on the show. I want those talk now, but that, they'll keep on. And like, again, like I said, again, I don't type very well. So they leave these long freaking po like I just come up and talk. Let's just come on the show and talk to me. I don't know. Uh Dallas, Ohio State will win. Go Buckeyes, Oblay, and all the other guys will be back and we'll be back and playing on all cylinders. Are they are they all coming back? I didn't think they were all gonna we, be we we don't know yet. Um yeah. thankfully our our beautiful commissioner knocked us down from twenty one games to seventeen or 21 days to 17 days. So that was a real blessing from him. Did, but did anyway, you make sure you well, uh, kiss his ring when you saw him. Oh, thank, yeah. you, sir. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to give one final thing on this uh, final four coming up this weekend. What's uh, up? My personal opinion, diehard Notre Dame fan. If I'm going with my heart, you? Notre Dame's really? going to win this. Well, my brain, I, I think they have to play their absolute most perfect game of their lives. Yeah. But they can do it. I, that's State, yeah. That's what both I think got a decent shot, but they're also going to have to play out their butts. Yeah, um, a lot I, of kids. I I, yeah. I think it's going to be Alabama and Clemson in the national championship. Again, I'm, I'm pulling and praying and, and hoping to God that it's Notre Dame and Ohio State. Not even for our bet. Not even for our bet. Just because they're the underdogs. And I want them to both be able to go in there and shut all those haters up right now that's not giving anyone of a chance and let them go. And I would love to see that. And I'd love to see Mr. Dabo Sweeney and Nick Saban <laughs> sitting watching that national championship from their damn couch at home. I would love nothing more. Selfish reasons? I would I, I would I would I would love it if it's Ohio State and Clemson because this show would blow the beat up. So I would love it. That would be awesome. Sorry, Jeremy. Oh, I just it, it can't be uh, Ohio State and Clemson. Ohio State and Clemson are playing. No, yeah, they play. Ohio State Notre Dame. Sorry, Notre Dame. Yeah, um, Tony, oh, man, that's a forty and slip, Jeff. That's we, a forty and slip, brother. Don't do that. 
Drew Clemson, you meant Notre Dame. Come on, man. You know um, what I mean. You know what I mean. Tommy, I let you, me tell you something. When Notre Dame plays Alabama, and I am sitting here right now in Northeast Alabama on beautiful Lake Gunnersville. I hope. And I like it. I love it. I love the people. I love, I love them all. Hey, love yeah. them all. Love everybody. Man, they're all nice. They're nice. Hard, man. You know they're nice. They're nice. People are good down here. Good people. Good. But Alabama, I, agree with you. Yeah. I love Southern people. I agree but with Alabama you. fans, they get on my damn nerves. Jeremy's got two words for you. Hey, you dang right I do. And <laughs> But anyway, and I cannot stand it. And I don't care about our bet. I if you guys could beat Alabama, I'd go. I'd order a Notre Dame shirt the night after. To be honest, and, and that and 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 that's me. And that's if we lose, being a young team that we already are with a ton of injuries at Ohio State. If you guys would beat Alabama and say we lose, and Clemson, you guys play Clemson, whatever. From there on, you know, I'll be rooting for Notre Dame, but. Uh, not for Dabo's pointing, but I'd I'm, love to see you guys beat Alabama. I love it. Hear me if Notre Dame loses and Ohio State wins, I'm rooting for it. And I can't say in Ohio State, but I will root for them to win the whole thing if Notre Dame's not in it. But I'm rooting for well, both I'm of good. them. Shut these That's, people up. Yep. Let them that nobody's giving them a chance for anything. You know, Notre Dame's overrated. Ohio State had played all these games. I get it, but you know what? They're all in there. There's top four for a reason, and they're in there. Yep. They deserve, and just let's let them do it. And man, I hope to God that Saturday night I'm calling you, and or, well, not calling you because I don't have your number, but you know what I mean. I'll hop on live on the ice bar, do something to say. There you go. I blow blow the ice bar up. That's that's it. You blow the ice bar up. There you go. And you know what? Ice bar. To add to that, Tony and everybody watching and that's going to watch, if you've got friends that are Alabama fans, Clemson fans. Send them to Sports with Strawberry Ice on YouTube. This isn't just about, you know, a little core of things. We'll br bring them. Send them next year, baby. I mean, I might go Thank out. Thank their little butt, and I'll, then they'll they'll come around. I'll go out and maybe search for some of them, but honestly, I don't associate with Alabama or Clemson fans, so I have no idea who the hell they are. <laughs> exactly. But I'll try to find They're some. They're down more. south. Yeah. They're down I'll south. I'll find some. <laughs> Appreciate right, you, guys, Uncle Tony. Offer, man. That's right. All right, All right bro. bro. Hey, you... Oh, I cut him off. My bad, dude. <laughs> My bad, Tony. <laughs> cut him off too short, too fast. <laughs> anyway. All right, man. So we've been up about seven. It's about seven o'clock. I think uh, it's time for us to roll on out of here. You got anything else, Jeremy? Anything else you'd like to say? Uh, if you're – do you want to mention your the – Yep, I got, it right. got it right here. I'm all ready to go, bro. I got it. All right. Facebook groups right. that we help run. Yep. Facebook groups we help run. We invite you guys to join. They are Bengals Nation, Bearcats Country, and Red Reds Country, and Cyclones Country. And then the uh, one that we don't run, but we are a part of, and I hope it's live streaming on there right now, is the Ohio State Buck Nuts. So hopefully, if you guys are watching us on the Ohio State Buck Nuts, you guys can join the show, especially get closer and closer to uh, championship uh, weekend. We got Bearcats. First and then Buckeye second. So you guys are in prime time this time. We're the we're the opening act. So hope you guys enjoy the show. Follow me on all my social media platforms under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
Uh, if you guys missed the show and you can't watch it for an hour and a half, you can listen to it. I'll be putting it on the podcast later on tonight. Uh, check it out. I'm on Spotify, BeePod, Anchor, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, pretty much wherever you get your your podcasts. Like, rate, review. Give me a five-star review. I would greatly appreciate it. And YouTubers, my people, we are at 781 subscribers. We Hopefully, we've uh, added some people. I mean, dude, we've had almost 30 people watching us this entire time. This awesome. has got to be the most watched show I've had live that since we've been doing this live, which oh, we've been doing it live, what, since, what, September, October, somewhere around now we started doing it live? Somebody. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I greatly appreciate all of you guys. Jeremy, I know, appreciates all you guys, and just tell everybody about Strawberry Ice. And other than that, Jeremy D, will you do the honors, please, and let us roll on out of here? Sure will, man, sure will. Um, just to reiterate, want to thank everybody, man. That's awesome. Uh, we just keep growing and growing and growing, and we do this for you guys. It's fun. We love it. Um, as when I go through these comments and I see everybody talking and I don't know what you're talking about, but I <laughs> they were talking about your hands or something. I don't yeah, know what was TC going on. He had my back on something and somebody. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. TC, thank you. Uh, Anthony Long. Um, look, that's, that's one of the coolest things that's happening in the show. We can be sitting here talking and yeah. the chat is having their own conversation about something completely different. We're not even paying attention. We're like, what? The hell like are you talking about, but it's great. You, I love um, it. But I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, as always, guys, remember one thing, and that is this week: be happy. You don't live in Houston. Yeah, you live in Cincinnati. Who knows, baby? Who knows? And that's just sports, baby. See ya.